Hello and welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Unshot.net. Special episode, the new circular on Irish exemptions. Hello, this is Simon Lewis from Onshaw.net and this is a special uh, podcast episode of If I Were the Minister for Education. Um, the reason for this uh, podcast is because last week, at this time of the recording, the new uh, Circular for Irish Exemptions came out at Circular 52 2019. Um, and when something major uh, comes out like a circular like this, um, I generally will do um, a special podcast basically uh, to uh, give you my own thoughts and basically to tell you uh, what it's all about and um, you know um, save you the bother of reading it yourself um, I suppose the circular is uh, number 52 of the year um, which is interesting in itself uh, despite the Department of Education promising uh, they would do a slowdown on circulars we're already um, at number 52 this year uh, that's more than one per week on average uh, just uh, I thought I might say that uh, just before what it does uh, what this um, uh, Irish exemption I uh, circular does is it supersedes uh, the one from 1996 which I suppose is uh, now 23 years old um, it's more of a revision of it with a few changes uh, this is an unscripted podcast um, I usually do a little bit of research uh, believe it or not into my uh, podcasts uh, but uh, this one because it's out uh, so soon I'm just going to go through I'm basically I'm not going to read it particularly uh, out li uh, live reading because it's not interesting enough but what I will do is I'll go through the interesting bits of it and maybe skip over the bits that don't matter uh, uh, um, I suppose uh, to be honest so please excuse my humming and hawing and stuttering as I get through it uh, hopefully by the end of this podcast we should have a decent uh, picture of where we are at with this circular so basically as I said um, this is the new circular and uh, the first question that people might ask is whether um, if you've already granted Irish exemptions to existing pupils in your school do you now need to uh, revisit uh, that um, that Irish exemption or re, uh, or review it uh, the answer is uh, given in the first page basically saying no uh, if you've already given Irish an exemption uh, that stands uh, which may be a relief um, the other thing that uh, I suppose before I even get into the, the circular is uh, the, and the biggest change of all I suppose and this is a headline really is that uh, pupils no longer need a psychological report uh, to get an Irish exemption and it'll now be up to the principles of the country to, to uh, make those decisions. Now these guidelines are supposed to make this a job easy for us but the one thing it does is and, and this is my first thought I suppose on the circular is that despite the promises from uh, Minister Joe McHugh about slowing down the workload for principals and despite the primary workload forum I, I, I don't know I'm still it's it's relentless it's really relentless they just keep just the stuff just keeps coming and um, and no one's doing a blind bit of thing about it I mean the people who are in the primary um, workload forum and you know where has their statements be it's nearly a week since this um, circular was released and not one thing has been said by either the INTO, the IPPN, the NABSME, who, who would be uh, representing people with uh, special education needs. I mean, what's, where's their comment on it? Um, where, where is anybody's comments on it? Where were the Gwales schools? Uh, I mean, there's a big change here that uh, they're, I mean, maybe they're happy with it. Um, and, and again, like, what about the, the patron bodies? Where's, again, where's their, um, you know, where's their comment about reducing 
um, the principal's workload here. I mean, this is another job fobbed off um, onto principals. Basically, what it does is it says, you know, um, psychologists no longer have to uh, do it. So, in other words, NEPs mainly. So, NEPs no longer have to um, basically decide whether a child is exempt from Irish. So now a principal's going to do it. So another job landed on her desk. Now may, maybe it's not a, a big, big job like maybe I don't know some of the others, but it's just another job, and it's just the principle of the thing for principals. Anyway, um, uh, that's that's uh, uh, maybe it won't be the last time I rant about uh, principal workload in this uh, short podcast, uh, or <laughs> as it's becoming, I haven't even started uh, going through the circular. Uh, it might be long uh, in the end, but basically just uh, changes that you need to uh, need to know about. The first one um, is that if you go to a Gwale school, um, this circular doesn't apply. So if you go to Gwale school, you can't be exempt from Irish, which on one level makes sense. And then on a massive wider level, uh, in terms of the whole way we give education in Ireland, it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, this idea of having uh, schools where we either teach uh, everything through Irish or schools where we teach everything through English. I mean, we really have to make our mind up about the, the language. Um, of, uh, uh, that we speak in this country and uh, kind of get a grip on ourselves anyway that's for another episode uh, episode four i think that was um anyway that's uh, that's one change uh, the other thing uh, i guess is when you're recording that there's an irish exemption on pod you now have to give the reason uh, for that irish exemption uh, which i'll get through in a minute there's principles uh, section 1.2 of this circular basically sorry that was the introduction 1.2 is the principles underpinning the uh, circular uh, none of which are very interesting and um they basically say that there is um, the only thing that's useful in it is the very last point which is uh, there is a new guideline book coming out which I, I don't think i've seen um i'm not sure if it ex- if it exists yet but it's called exemptions from the study of irish guidelines for primary schools i hope it actually goes through everything um anyway it's my first glance at the circular so having uh, not seen it yet um i'm not sure if it exists if it does exist i'm sure it explains everything perfectly well instead of the circular uh, in terms of special schools it's a massive change and special classes in mainstream schools basically you don't need a certificate uh, of exemption um, you're by the way when you give us um, an exemption or you now have to give a certificate but if you're in a special school or a special class you don't actually need um, a certificate of exemption which seems dodgy to me I mean I, I can imagine a child let's say a child with autism um, goes to a special class in a mainstream setting doesn't do Irish uh, doesn't have the certificate of ex- exemption comes back when he's 18 saying oi you didn't teach me um, teach me Irish what's going on um, I mean, the circular. I mean, the Department of Education aren't going to defend you, um, and saying, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, you should have, you should have decided that. You should have realized the meaning. You should have realized that was it was your own fault." I would imagine they would say back to you, but then they, uh, then I think they may get out of it. They have this kind of thing saying, in line with the department's policy, however, uh, schools are expected and encouraged to provide all pupils to the greatest extent possible and in a meaningful way with opportunities to participate in Irish language and cultural activities at a level appropriate to their learning needs. So I guess you kind of, even though they might be exempt, you still have to teach them Irish, um, even if they can't learn Irish, but to the level of their ability. Um, anyway, um, it, 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 after all this 1.2, it says, what are the key changes? Um, I've gone through some of these actually already. Um, has to be exceptional circumstances. Um, now you have to be 12 to get an exemption, not 11. So, uh, or, the, or the last year of school, is it? Or and and or or because you could be thirteen um, in the last year of school. Um, we'll look into that a little later. 
um, but you also would have had to, uh, at least reached second class at primary school. That's very interesting as well. So basically, you, it looks like you only have a threshold of second class to sixth class to get this exemption. It's a four-year window to apply for it. Um, we've talked about not needing a psychological assessment. Uh, they're looking at literacy attainment scores as a criteria. This is worrying that we're using standardized testing a lot more now to do things. Um, yeah, I, I'll look into that as well. And now this appeals mechanism, oh great, someone's getting a job. So basically you can appeal to a committee. This is section 29s all over again. So somebody's going to be sitting in an office getting a job. I can imagine the principal, I can imagine any principal where it's going to be threatened with, they're just going to say, do you know what, have your Irish exemption. I don't really give a toss. Um, that's bizarre. Um, like if a school isn't granting, uh, uh, if a school isn't granting an exemption, you don't need an appeals board. You just just someone in the department could just say here's a tick list and have you you know it's just there's a tick list you just check it off that doesn't need an appeals board anyway this is how you do it um section two granting an exemption from the study of irish uh so it can only be granted in exceptional circumstances um after um detailed discussions uh, it says with pupils guardians parents class teachers special education teachers um all that kind of stuff and it should only be granted in the circumstances below. So there are three criteria, or is there four, sorry, four criteria. Uh, one um, is, or A, as they call it, pupils up whose education up to 12 years of age uh, or up to including the final year. So it is or. So once they hit 12, so they could be in fifth class when they're 12 or they could be in sixth class and they hit 12. So once they hit 12, um, I don't, um, I'm not quite sure why they've been in the brackets. If that was received outside of the state, um, where they didn't have opportunity to engage in the study of Irish. So basically, if you haven't been, if you haven't lived in Ireland and you hit school in sixth class, um, okay. So you basically, if you if you if you if you've been in primary, you you basically there's no way out of it really in a way unless you come to school in sixth class. So that's worse than it was before, I guess, for families. Um, so it was eleven, now it's twelve. So it's one year harder uh, to get an exemption. Then or uh, B. Um, if you were in primary school, then you went off and then you came back after three years and you were 12. So basically, you go off, I don't know, in second class. Um, you go away third, fourth, fifth class. Third fourth, four, third, fourth, then fifth class. And you come back and you're not 12, then you're that's no good. Um, so let's say you go off in third class, fourth class, fifth class. You come back in sixth class, then you're okay because three years have elapsed. It has to be three years of lapse and you have to be 12 um, on your re-enrollment. So that's, that's tough, um, I suppose. I can say that's similar enough, except you're popping the age up to 12 rather than 11. Um, yeah, okay, okay. So um, I don't know how that could be manipulated. I don't think it can really. But again, it's really, um, that's that's tough enough. Um, I think the two of those points could be put together, really. I don't think they're separate criteria. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, C, this is uh, the bit which is around learning needs. So they have to be in the second class. So you cannot get an exemption until you're in second class, at least reached second class. So you can be in second class. And you need to present with significant learning difficulties that are persistent despite having access to a differentiated approach to language and literature over time. Uh, documentary evidence to this effect held by the school should include student support plans detailing regular reviews of learning needs, and an ongoing cycle of assessment, target setting, and evidence-informed intervention and review, including test scores at key points of review. So, well, you're not doing really any big standardized tests. In fairness, you've, got, you've only got your first class reading um, test, uh, your drum conjure, your sigma, or sorry, micro T. 
um, but what other tests they haven't really told us what tests are maybe they're in the guidelines I don't know um, they really need to tell us what those tests are because um, there are quite a lot of them out there and then who's going to what does regular reviews of learning needs mean like how often do you have to regularly review someone with significant learning difficulties by the age of second class I don't know that's that's going to be difficult um, that there, there needs to be more guidance there I mean they need to have student support plans and they need to have literacy difficulties and in basically they have to and this is part three of that at the time of application for exemption they have to present with a standardized score and a discrete test um, in word reading uh, reading and comprehension or spelling at or below the 10th percentile so I presume that's your end of year test in first class I don't like the standardized test being used um, they didn't really say it's that standardized test but I think that's what they mean so basically unless you're in the 10th percentile or below sorry my friend there's no exemption so ultimately that's yeah that's that's how you get your exemption mainly so you, you basically end first class with your standardized score needs to be under the 10th percentile in a literacy uh, test uh, your first class basically your first class micro two your first class drum chondra um, and as well as that there has to be documentary evidence that you've had a, you're on the school support plan I suppose um, yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm a little bit worried that it's quite vague that's all it's, it's, it's fine but it's a little bit it's not massively vague I mean I get it I don't like the fact we're using standardized scores though um, that's worrying that we're using them for um, we're using them more than for statistics this is uh, um, I can see this being problematic anyway the the final thing is, is, is a weird one because it says children of foreigners I don't think you're allowed to use that word anymore um, but anyway it says children of foreigners who are diplomatic or consular representatives in Ireland so effectively if your mum or dad is the um, is the ambassador to somewhere in Ireland it doesn't really matter how old you are you can get exempt from Irish I, I assume that's because you don't stay in the country that long I don't really know why they put that one in um, it seems a little bit it seems like it was tagged in because I mean the word foreigners just isn't it it just isn't really appropriate um, but anyway that's 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 uh, the other way I, I assume that won't that won't affect 99.9% .9 of us uh, in the country I think what we're gonna have really is a B or C um, as the main ones obviously um, I'm thinking A and B are fairly straightforward and it's C where we need a little bit of guidance I'd imagine I'm sure we won't get it but we need a bit of guidance then there's procedures um, 2.3 do you know what like the procedures are kind of a bit, are fairly long winded considering what they are I mean all you need to do is it's just recording what you do um, you record the receipt of apl application you acknowledge the receipt of the application in writing you discuss the written application with the parents and guardians confirm which they're basing it on so is it a b c or d um, advise them of the next steps of program uh, processing inform them um, of the implications I actually don't know what the implications from not studying Irish are anymore uh, I know for, for a time you weren't allowed to do certain things but now it just seems that you can't be a not primary school teacher or a probated primary school teacher or fully probated or whatever the word is I'm sure probated is the wrong word thinking of a restrictive uh, restrictive um, recognition um, and maybe as a translator or maybe a lecturer or a teacher of Irish I don't know I mean there's probably other jobs um, where you need the Irish language these days but I just don't know what they are can you I don't know if you can get into NUI any, um, without Irish although if you have an exemption I think you can anyway that, that you have to tell them of the implications it would be really good to know what the implications are maybe people could tell me what the implications are um, inform uh, the parents or guardians that the application will be processed 
okay so you tell them within 21 days you have 21 days to, to, to do it i have to be honest with you she's it take 10 minutes um you know to be fair once once you know they apply i mean if they apply before they've got before the criteria is there i mean really it's a simple checklist um anyway explain uh, to the parent that a signed certificate of exemption will issue where the decision is reached that the exemption may be granted so we i i i, I noticed from a very brief glance i didn't see any certificates uh, templates maybe they have one in the in the guidelines um I, I i don't know as i said i don't i haven't seen it um and then you can tell them that if they if we if we refuse if the schools reviews they have 30 days to to appeal um to a committee and as i said that seems ridiculous it's fairly straightforward you're either one of the four things and if you're not you're not like why would you i just don't understand it like i mean in fairness it's quite it's clear enough what the criteria are uh, but look you know people will find ways uh, around these things and maybe um it's good that somebody's getting a job on a committee uh, that may never meet anyone and then explain to the parent guardian the arrangements for people's learning in case of an exemption granted you see the thing is once they're exempted you schools have to now kind of provide other learning support however the department aren't going to give us that so we just have to figure it out you know so if you're in a a one teacher school um which is quite possible um and you have a child exempted from irish what's going to happen to them you know um what what other arrangements can be done you know you know but um even if you're in a in, in a hundred teacher school we only get the minimal amount of resources uh for for special education um needs and someone who's exempt from irish well maybe they, they because they they're probably already on the books anyway if they're in the under the 10 percent child so look i'll be fair to the government here and say okay well look, they're probably going to be on the books anyway so you know it's it's, it's just something to say you then have to record decision um, that has to be done by the school principal in writing the parents and guardian and um, basically um, the certificate has to state a number of things the name and the address of the school the school role number the pupil's name date and birth and the subparagraph under which the exemption has been granted okay so we are going to have to create our own certificates by the looks of things and parents and guardians and pupils should be informed of the option not to exercise the exemption granted without any loss of right to exercise it if you're shown so you actually don't have to use it you apply for it you get it but you don't have to use it that's shocking so I, I imagine you're probably going to get people applying for it in primary schools so they can use it when it comes to the junior cert or to the leaving cert i don't know i don't think that i think that's a bit of a uh, i don't think that's right i think you should apply for it when when you need it not hold it for when you want want to use it at a particular time in the future that does people change over time you know there are these question marks over like I, you know and I, I don't want to get into it because i don't really care enough um about people who are exempt from irish but they study like French and German and Spanish and Italian and Latvian, Lithuanian, every other uh, language apart from Irish. I mean, there's nothing different about Irish in terms of a language. I mean, it's 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 actually quite a regular language. I mean, uh, the, as compared to lots of others. Um, you know, I can't wait for the person who's actually um, becomes exempt from Irish and studies Hungarian or something, which is a mad language. Uh, it, but um, you know, anyway, that's that's another day's uh, another day's argument. Not sure about that. I don't think that's fair. That um, you can you can exercise your you can basically not exercise the, the exemption um anyway that's um that's that there is an appeals mechanism uh, which i'm not going to go into it's it's nonsense if you know if it's, I, don't, I can't see a school refusing an exemption if everyone ticks the box and if they do tick the box i don't know but again I, all i see all i'm seeing here is more work for a principal like instead like a principal has to do this the principal has to do that i know it's it's not hours of work every time but every every half an hour to an hour of time that a principal spends not doing someone else's job 
is a time that they don't have. It's kind of like the guard of betting kind of thing. Um, you know, it's not a huge amount of work, but every time you do it, you know, it takes a good half hour per person. And you know, we don't you do all these little half hours add up. Um, as 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 people know, and I especially in you know, um, in situations where you have a teaching principal, where where do they get this extra time? Where is it expected to happen? Um, you know, unpaid. Uh, but anyway, look, that's 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 where it's at. Um. It's a good moves on to arrangements for pupils who are exempt from the study of Irish. Um, basically, they have to um, be included in a meaningful way of the Irish language anyway. So basically, they're not they're exempt from Irish, but they still have to learn Irish in terms of cultural activities in line with their abilities and interests. Um, I don't know. I suppose that's a get out clause. Um, for people who don't have any English when enrolled, that's EAL. I don't know what's that got to do with the exemption of Irish, but they do say use your EAL allocation, which is minimal. Um, it's actually worse than minimal. It's it's nowhere near enough. Um, when will the terms of the circle come into effect? Now, if you uh, September, basically, well, August twenty eighth. Um, reporting exemptions granted to the department. You have to do that through pod, um, and that goes through the primary school annual census. Um, when you're moving on to another school, uh, it's the oh, thank goodness, the parent. The it's this is the parent's responsibility to ensure that the copy of this uh, pupil certificate of exemption is available to the receiving school, so the principal doesn't have to pass it on. That's one less thing we have to do. But of course, um, you know, I can guarantee. Oh God, got Simon. I'm after losing the exemption, and I need it for his leaving cert. Um, can you? Would you mind finding it there for me as I go through my? Well, I, hopefully it'll all be digitally done. But I, I can imagine uh, searching back through uh, endless files, finding someone's certificate of exemption. Um, and then, uh, so that's more work potentially. Um, number eight, monitoring and reviewing. So the department are going to review this constantly, so you can expect another circular, um, or maybe not. Uh, then it goes on about data protection. Then it goes for further information with the website. To be honest with you, that's it. Um, I don't know. Um, it's fine. It's um, do you know? It's few, not too many changes really. When it all told, I mean, you have to be twelve rather than eleven to get an exemption. You have to have completed. Uh, you have to be in second class rather than getting it from very when you're very young. Um, I guess it's probably good that you don't need a psychological, a full psychological assessment to get it, and it's based on you know, re, uh, you know, continuum of support. I mean, that's all fine. I suppose the only downside, really, in a way, is the fact that it's just another job to land on the the, the principal of the school to do and to be responsible for. Um, I can't understand why they just didn't do a, a little checklist um, because uh, instead of having an appeals process, I mean, effectively, it's it's very simple to get an Irish exemption. I mean, there's there's you know ultimately two uh, situations really. You know, basically, if you you know if you're a migrant, effectively, um, or if you've got additional uh, you know literacy needs, um, you know, if in in ninety nine percent of the cases. Um, and and the criteria there, I mean, it should just be a checklist, and there's no need for an appeal. So if you tick boxes A and you know one, two, and three, then you get an exemption. But um, I'm just, I suppose, it's a bit annoying again that you know this extra workload has been put on um, on principals, and there just hasn't been a word from the people who you know from from the representatives who were you know supposed to be saying uh, you know celebrating the pausing of workload they're on this primary workload forum and they're saying nothing like i mean even even a comment to say i thought minister McHugh, you promised us the word even if they don't care or even if they don't mean it mean it i mean at least 
be faux angry, you know, pretend to be annoyed about the whole thing. Um, you know, I mean, it's, uh, and as I said, it is only a small thing, but it's just another small thing. Like the guard or vetting thing, the principal's going to have to do. It's another small thing. And all these small things have to be done in a certain time. And I know I'm speaking as an administrative principal here who can meet people during a school day. But what about the teaching principals? I mean, who don't have um, that time uh, during the school day. They're full-time teaching. And every little half hour of meetings um, add up over, over, over a course of action. I mean, that doesn't include all their planning and everything. I mean, most teaching principals are doing at least um, 55, 60 hour weeks and, and the rest, uh, some, would say, some would definitely say, and rightly. Um, you know, so this is another half an hour and maybe, you know, it could be three or four times, five times a year in a teaching principal school. I don't know. I mean, as I said, look, sure, I've, I, I think this is the third time I've mentioned it in the 20 odd minutes of this podcast. Um, but look, that is the podcast. Uh, this is the, that is the circular. That's the podcast on it. Um, I think I've got everything right from it. Um, and um, look, if there's any comments, please feel free to add them. Um, and look, we'll be back to reserve our to our normal podcasting every wednesday morning um if you haven't uh, tuned into our podcast before um please do so uh, it is called if i were the minister for education it can be found on all the podcasting apps including itunes spotify and all the rest of them um look thanks very much for listening and uh, we'll catch you again when the next big circle comes thanks very much